to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, November 20th, 2018. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, uh, if you might be aware, there's a holiday coming up on Thursday. Uh, because of that, as we normally do this time of year every year, which it's crazy to think that this is the third Thanksgiving that we've been doing this show. We are obviously gluttons for punishment. Um, but we're going to take Thursday and Friday off. But we are planning on having something in the feed at mm-hmm. that point. Yeah. So that's the plan. So something else will be here. It just won't be this show. It'll be something else. Uh, but then we'll be back on Monday like normal. So we wanted to let sure, make sure that everybody out there and podcast land knew our plans coming up for the holidays this week. Of course, if uh, King Kong rummages down Broadway at the parade and sets buildings afire, did oh. you, you know, but why do buildings get set afire when King Kong jumped off the Empire State Building? I don't know, man. It looked like a freaking hellscape on that uh, on that projection. Like it literally I mean, it looked like it was a world war. I didn't understand that either. It was very bizarre. I suggested it was uh, a later movie, the uh, Godzilla versus King Kong. uh, Does Godzilla breathe fire? Yeah. Godzilla shoots fire out of his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I expected that, you know, musical sequel coming up next. Yeah, exactly. Where were we? What were we talking about? I have no idea. So, yeah, uh, the uh, Thursday, Friday thing. Oh, that's right. Uh, so if there's a disaster or something else major yeah. happens, Matt and I will throw some uh, headphones on and uh, come back to you. All right. So uh, first up in the news, Broadway favorites join FX. FXs. 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 Fossey. Slash Verdon. Yeah, I, I think we're going to have to go Fosse slash Verdon. I mean, we yeah. started the trend with Summer Cole and the Donna Sarah musical. But yeah. yes, we got some ginormous Broadway and TV casting news yesterday as the previously reported FX limited series Fosse slash Verdon announced its incredible ensemble cast. As we've discussed before, the show will star Oscar winner Sam Rockwell, also a Broadway vet, and four-time Oscar nominee and Tony nominee Michelle Williams, Dawson's Creek, not Destiny's Child, as the titular (laughs) couple of Bob Fosse and Gwen Verdon. Of course, Tommy Kale, Stephen Levinson, Lin-Manuel Miranda uh, are behind uh, this creative team in the project. The show, which will air in the spring of 2019, will also feature Broadway stars. Are you ready for this? Norbert Leo Butts as Patty Chayefsky, who wrote the screenplay for Network, which is now on Broadway, and Margaret Qualley as Anne Ranking, Aya Cash as Joan Simon, Nate Cordry as Neil Simon, mm. Bianca Maraquin as Cheetah Rivera, Kelly Barrett as Liza Minnelli. I feel like between her and her husband, they only play uh, stars of a bygone mm, era because yeah. uh, Jared only plays former pop stars. But anyway, um, so Kelly Barrett is Liza Minnelli, Evan Handler as Hal Prince, Ethan freaking Slater as Joel Gray, <laughs> which is awesome. Byron Jennings as George Abbott and another bit of perfect casting, Laura Osnes as Shirley MacLaine. Uh, Jennifer Ashley Tepper tweeted something to the effect that this is like her personal dream casting. Like she made this like dreamed this in a fever dream and made this happen. But James, I'm really excited that they're telling this very Broadway story with so many Broadway talents. And obviously having Tommy and Steven and Lynn uh, behind it and, and running everything, that makes sense. But it feels like this is really the only way you could tell this story. It's uh sounds really, really exciting. So uh, FX getting into the game here. FX is 
FXs. <laughs> Excellent. Great. So uh, what happened in last week's Broadway Grosses? I really was hoping you would have gone F excellent, but that's fine. Anyway, um, can we go back yeah, and re-record? Sure, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, no. <laughs> just go. <laughs> anyway, okay. So you remember the previous week of grosses had the Veterans Day weekend, and it was an especially good week. Almost everything rose. Well, we saw a bit of a regression as Broadway dipped one point nine six percent last week to come in at just over thirty six and a half million dollars. Now, granted, Broadway was down a show with the nap closing the previous week, but with all due respect to uh, uh, the Manhattan Theater Club's The Nap, that really didn't make much of an impact. Anyway, only eight of Broadway's 37 shows saw week-to-week increases, and six of those, interestingly enough, were in previews, many of them picking up performances, which kind of makes sense. The biggest gainer overall was Network, as it went from two to seven shows, jumping up almost $702,000 to come in at just under $995K. Then we had Springsteen on Broadway, adding a performance from four to five to pick up $489,000. Then there was To Kill a Mockingbird, picking up $161,578 as it went from seven to eight shows. Also seeing increases were the new one, King Kong, Come From Away, The Share Show, and The Prom. Hamilton, of course, was on top with $2,934,000, followed by The Boss at $2,423,700, Harry Potter at $2,095,399, and The Lion King at $2,036,711. Other shows above $1 million in descending order were Frozen, Wicked, Dear Evan Hansen, Aladdin, the, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, a really high placement for a, uh, for a play, Mean Girls, The Share Show, Come From Away, The Book of Mormon, Pretty Woman, My Fair Lady King Kong, interestingly enough, King Kong's up there, and The Ferryman. Network, as I mentioned before, was really close, just $5,080 away from joining them. The biggest declines were, unsurprisingly, a lot of the touristy shows, Wicked, Kinky Boots, Anastasia, Summer, School of Rock, Waitress, Beautiful, and Mean Girls, all which slipped more than 100 k It was another rough week for some musicals struggling to find their footing. Who boy. Over at the Hudson, Head Over Heels had its worst week on Broadway, which is saying something other than its first week where it played a total of one performance. Uh, It brought in just $182,463. That is... I mean, I feel like, James, that's what they bring in in the in the in the balcony or the mez at Hamilton in one performance. But uh, anyway, this is uh, this show is performing on the CBS broadcast of the parade on Thursday. So I would bet since this one already knows it's closing and it's just waiting to make the announcement, I would bet that they'll announce sometime after that on Thursday. Maybe they'll wait till Monday or Tuesday. But this one is is not long for this world, unfortunately, because I really enjoyed it. But anyway, Once on this Island had its third worst week on Broadway with just over three hundred seventy nine thousand dollars. And director Michael Arden is out there avidly tweeting about how much this show needs people's support. So I think this one is. Also looking not so great right now, unless the Michelle Williams, Destiny's Child, not Dawson's Creek casting uh, has a really big bump. Um, But it wasn't all bad news, even though uh, uh, the show opened last week. The prom saw a pretty good bump. Now, admittedly, it did go from six to eight performances, but it did come in at just under four hundred two thousand dollars, which isn't a great sum. Um, But it's not down there with Once on this Island or uh, head over heels. Uh, I don't know if James, if we'll really know the impact of the positive reviews that it got. Um, and in my opinion, the advertising creative art is much better than it was when it first started previews. Uh, but I don't know that we'll know the impact of that stuff until after the holidays. Uh, Cause everything's a little bit inflated 
during this time of year, but I'm really pulling for it. Um, James, and you know, I believe very strongly in Waitress, but it took another rough tumble last week. I guess there was no bump for Al Roker's final week as old Joe, um, but it was down uh, uh, quite a bit. It was down to $540,000, its second lowest total of the 2018 calendar year. So I'm hoping that whomever they bring in post Nicolette, which is, I guess she's playing through the middle of December. Um, I hope whoever that is uh, has some selling power so it can stay open for a while. Uh, and now, James, obviously the numbers will be back in the black next week. Uh, then they'll go down a little bit for a couple of weeks and then jump back up in the second half of December and into January. But again, it's I mean, shows can announce closing whenever they want, but it is getting a little later than normal that we would see closing announcements made for January. Yeah, um, uh, it is it, it feel like uh, Thanksgiving's a little bit early this year, so I don't know if that's going to play much on the uh, the season grosses, you know, year over year. But uh, I, it yes. is, yeah, I would 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 this be one of the earliest dates that Thanksgiving yeah, could be? I don't yeah. know. I'm not very smart. I don't understand how things work. Yeah, something about the Thursday thing, you know, something like that. <laughs> All right. Well, what other news do we have? All right. Okay. A, a few real quick stories. Uh, first up, James, the first is one that I actually hinted at a week or so ago. Wicked is going to be welcoming a new slash old good witch as Katie Rose Clark is returning to the role of Glinda beginning on December 11th. When I originally mentioned this, I actually said that there were two names that I'd been hearing for potential Glindas. One, a former Glinda coming off of an out of town tryout. That's obviously Katie Rose Clark with the heart of rock and roll out in California. And the other was an actress who had never played the role before, but was just coming off of a, of a pretty long run in a different Broadway musical. Now, I'm not going to say who that was because there's still the chance that they will be looking to recast Glenda on the road as the current Glenda and Elphaba have been there for a while. So maybe that other one will be heading out on tour. So just keep an eye on that. Then yesterday, we also learned that The Ferryman has extended its Broadway run to play through July 7th of 2019 at the Jacobs Theater. Now, James, this one is it's weird because it was never officially listed as a limited run, but it always had this kind of short sell through date. Um, it, it's kind of, it was a very much of a London West end selling strategy where they, they never really say it's extended. It's just a new block of tickets is released. Um, so that seems to be what they're kind of doing here. And I wouldn't be surprised depending on how this does in award season, if it, if it adds another block, uh, sometime in the spring to carry it through the rest of the summer. And then finally, we got another bit of cats casting news. And this one might tell us a little bit more about what this film is going to look like as Pitch Perfect and West End Guys and Dolls star Rebel, Rebel Wilson has been cast as Jenny Anydots. Now, this role is traditionally played by what my colleague Alan Henry, who is also a Cats devotee, he's seen the show over 100 times. He describes Jenny Anydots, who is his favorite character, as someone who is an incredible dancer. Eloise Kropp and Sarah Jenkins played the part on Broadway. Um, so maybe this lets us know that these big stars who are attached, Rebel Wilson, Judy Dench, Ian McKellen, Taylor Swift, James Corden, etc., aren't really going to be doing any dancing. And maybe they'll they'll do some sort of motion capture and have dancers doing the dancing, uh, and then the, the characters will actually be animated, and the, the stars will just be doing the voices. That seems to be, with these types of names, James, the most logical assumption. 
I, I, I don't know what to say anymore if I think about cats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still stuck on Alan Henry singing it a hundred times. Oh, my God. Not just this revival, just over no, no, the... No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, uh, certainly there's medication or something that for that. I mean, what's crazy is I consider myself a pretty avid theater goer and theater fan, but I've only seen one show that I wasn't involved in, obviously, like, you know, that mm-hmm. I wasn't in or directed. But I've only seen one show more than 10 times. I think it's actually just 10. I think I've just seen Rent 10 times. Um, and nothing else even approaches it. I don't even understand the mentality of the people like Alan or like our friend Rob Johnston going to Rock of Ages. That's just not in my DNA. And obviously that might have something to do with the fact that I don't live in New York. So I try not to repeat things that often. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't get it. All right. Why don't you get us out of here? All right. Thanks for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Tuesday with us. And Matt and I will be back to uh, get you into the shortened weekend tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>